Welcome. This is Dr. Owen Anderson, and I'm doing my weekly devotional on Proverbs. This might be one I come back to over and over at different times. Proverbs. Uh, it, it's a book that lends itself to, to uh, touching into different parts of it. Um, however, the first part is an introduction which tells us what to expect in the rest. So I'm going to look at Proverbs 1 verses 1 through 9 as a unit that explain to us why we need the Proverbs. There's a sense in which it, it fits into what's called the wisdom literature, but it also is its own thing. It's different than Psalms, different than Ecclesiastes. So we need to understand what a proverb is and how to benefit from them. So it sets up who's speaking here. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. Now, we know from other places, of course, who Solomon is. Solomon, the most wise king. And so it's fitting that he would write the Proverbs and he would help us understand how to make the most of Proverbs. So what did he learn in that position of the most wise? Not only that, his father was David. So when we come down here to verse 8, and he says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father. Well, David himself, the author of so many of the Psalms, the one who brought the ark to Jerusalem, who set up the plans for building the temple, he would have taught Solomon. And what would Solomon have learned? So Proverbs of the most wise Solomon. Now you can think about some of the traditions that have been built up around Solomon, like, like a secret occult knowledge and the Knights Templar finding the Ark of the Covenant in his temple and learning the, the uh, Masonic secrets from Solomon. No, no. This is the wisdom of Solomon. The Proverbs. That's where we're shown. It's not secret in that sense. We're going to see there's another sense in which it's hidden. But it's not secret in that way. That's like an attempt to get to the wisdom of Solomon without the word of God that he gave us. So what's the purpose of Proverbs chapter 1, verse 2? To know wisdom and instruction. To receive the words of understanding. So it begins with the assumption that we want wisdom, that we love wisdom. This really is the philosophy book. You want to know wisdom. Well, here's where we begin. Instruction. And it's specifically instructing us on the path of wisdom. Instructing us about good and evil. To perceive the words of understanding. Now we know that Christ chastised his disciples and said, Oh, you of little faith, do you still not understand? They hadn't perceived the words of understanding. So we need to be taught how to do that. And that is what the Proverbs do. They're not only giving us Proverbs. It's teaching us how to think. It's teaching us how to discern wisdom. So we can perceive words of understanding and distinguish it from nonsense. So verse 3, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. Now it's interesting because all of those are things that the philosophers want. Especially thinking about the first two, wisdom and justice. That's what Plato's Republic is about. So this is going to teach us how to be a just person where Plato's Republic doesn't. It, it fails at the very beginning. It doesn't get the first things right. So again, think of this as a philosophy book, not to mean that it isn't scripture, but in the sense that it's doing correctly what the worldly philosophers only ever 
uh, claimed they were going to do, but didn't even do. Now verse 4 gets us into some uniqueness of a proverb, to give subtlety to the simple, and to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Now those aren't always two separate things, right? The young man may be simple. Simple means not considering his ways, just kind of going along with life, doing what comes natural, not reflecting on what's good and evil, and falling into trouble. So they need to learn subtlety, meaning they need to learn to discern good and evil. That's what it means to have discretion. And it's subtle because sometimes what is evil presents itself to us as good. I should say almost every time uh, what is evil presents it to us as itself as good. It never comes and says, hi, I'm evil. I'm going to destroy you. It says, I'm good and I'll give you life. So the simple needs subtlety to discern what actually is good. How many people are so easily tricked by simply calling something justice or calling something love or calling something good? And they think, okay, then I'm for that. They don't have any subtlety. They're simple. The young need to learn this. But also, five, the wise need to hear. A wise man will hear these proverbs and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. So it it isn't as if you've ever arrived. Okay, I'm done. Don't need any more wisdom. But between four and five, we get a problem. A wise man will hear, but the foolish won't hear. So how can you go from being simple to being the wise man in number five? Because when you're simple, you won't listen. And verse eight and nine is going to explain that. So a wise man, far from saying, oh yeah, I already know the Proverbs, will learn from them and grow. Understanding will attain to wise counsel. And then verse six, to understand Proverbs. So so four, five, and six are telling us, uh, sorry, two, three, four, five, six are telling us what Proverbs are doing. And and then six is to understand a proverb and the interpretation. There's both. You could parrot the proverb. You could be, I don't know if you met someone like that before, but they drop Proverbs at you in life. You, you, you make a mistake and they drop a proverb on you to correct you. Uh, it may or may not be fitting. They just think, oh, this, this uh, sounds good. I know a proverb I can drop on you. But we also need the interpretation of the proverb. And that's where you get the words of the wise and their dark sayings. What does dark mean here? Uh, Hidden, well, not in the sense of the secrets I mentioned earlier, but in the sense of to the simple, these seem obscure. But once you're wise and you understand it, then they open up and you increase in your understanding to attain wise counsel. So their dark sayings require us to seek out their truth. It's not just like pre-digested food that gets poured into our stomach. It's something we need to, to think over, to consider, to learn how to interpret it. And so then seven really gives us the beginning of all philosophy. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Other place might say it, the beginning of wisdom. That's how you go from being a simple to a wise person. Now, a simple person, maybe they... Uh, don't care. And then it says next, introduces us to the second person. There's going to be these three people in Proverbs, the simple, the fool, and the wise. There's a fourth one as well that comes up in these next few chapters. We'll talk about her. But the fool, the simple, and the wise. The fool despises wisdom and instruction and, and reveals they don't fear God. And that's the sense in which they're a fool. They don't fear God. What would you fear instead? Fear in the sense of awe 
wonder, respect, applying God's law to our lives. So we're going to keep coming back to this theme in number seven, the fear of the Lord. We must make sure we have that in our life if we're going to go on to be wise. And then I think eight and nine explain how we get out of number four. Because a simple person doesn't care to know. Here's the solution. Because we all start off in one way, we all start off simple. Well, you need to hear the instruction of your father, just as Solomon had to hear the instruction of his father. And don't forsake the law of your mother. We know Solomon's mother, Bathsheba, and what she taught him also. So that's how you go from being simple to having subtlety. You have the instruction of your father, the law of your mother. They're like an ornament of grace on your head and chains about your neck. Imagine people who wear chains, like gold chain, right? Kind of shows off their wealth. Well, all the more, wouldn't you want to show the law, you know, that discerns between good and evil or the instruction and wisdom, like an ornament, like a, like a, a crown on your head that you understand, you, you understand the subtleties. You're not simple. You fear God. You're not a fool. So eight and nine introduce us to a theme of learning from our parents who themselves have sought out wisdom. So Proverbs, we'll come back to this in these weekly devotionals uh, to this book different times and try to learn how to interpret these so we can uh, attain wise counsel.